Cool. Uh, well, Mallory, uh, glad to have you on the podcast. Um, as if people don't know, you uh, you and I get to work together every single fucking day, and this is really, really That's awesome. Right. Um, so go ahead and give people a little bit of intro, what you do, and uh, I guess all, all the awesome shit you do uh, at home, at work, and sure. all of the above. Sure. Yeah. So um, I'm Mallory. Uh, at Taco Agency, I am our developer uh developer director of development and technology uh senior developer as well started here part-time just as a developer and um convinced convinced you that um <laughs> convinced you that i'm better than than uh, i probably actually am no i'm just kidding um convinced you to let me join the team full-time but also uh gave me a lot of control over it so I do a lot of the day-to-day -day stuff in terms of managing the development team, managing tickets, interacting with clients, understanding their needs technically. Um, and I'm also sort of the resident Shopify guru um, and an integration guru. I, I sort of, yeah, that's, that's my bread and butter of day-to-day, -day, I guess. Um, and you're I a horse on, mom. Yeah, I'm a horse mom. I live on a farm. I'm sitting outside right now looking at my almost four-month-old baby horse um behind me there's horses and there's chickens everywhere so we run a, a small breeding and training program um and we're between toronto and ottawa and uh yeah no i i live i uh, actually live on the farm with my husband and i bought this place with my parents when i was 25 so four years ago and they still live with us as well um you may hear the occasional tractor going by that's just <laughs> dad computer. working dad working no actually um neighbor uh he's doing hay oh. today so um which is good because that's the hay i need for the winter but uh, <laughs> we all live together and we we have a pretty good like family dynamics so like we have you know we sit down as a family for dinner every night for the most part um which is which is kind of weird i guess in the the scheme of 2020 but um we've always been that way I love that. I think that's a that's like a missed uh, missed opportunity with a lot of families. Like my family, I can't tell you. I think it's only maybe holidays that we sit together uh, to eat together, um, and maybe sometimes yeah. like on Thursdays when my parents are off of work, and uh, you know, I go over there and and have like lunch with them or something like that. It's a it's a very rare thing. So I'm I'm super happy to hear that. And I always love when you guys are, or, or when you let us know that you're going to go do something with them or whatever it is. It, it's really, really cool. I, I love that shit. So there's the chicken. <laughs> that, that's, that's Ruvan. Um, that's one of our three roosters. We have him and his and two of his sons actually. And the sons are sort of getting better at crowing, but he's literally right here. I love so, it. I love it. He's right in the, the midst of things. Um, but yeah, no, we, we, we do a lot as a family and I've kind of realized how weird that is, I guess. Ruban, seriously. I'm, I'm in a meeting. Do. He does not care. He doesn't care. He'll sit, he'll sit at our bedroom window because we live in the basement and he'll crow into the window while Andrew's in meetings. Oh, um, I love it. So this is his thing. But yeah, no, we like my brother comes every Sunday for Sunday family dinner, brings his girlfriend and that's just sort of something we've always done. And uh, we just bought another house together. Yeah. Ruban, seriously. No I, I think it makes for I think it makes for a good episode <laughs> with, with guest star Ruvan uh, he's yes. actually a very rare breed of rooster he cost me $180 oh wow yeah he was a, he's a very rare breed and, um, and he's a really cool dude he's a really friendly rooster as well which I like because if they're assholes they uh, they go to soup camp 
Oh, you know, as a, a, a to that to that point, when I was a child, I got uh, uh, attacked by a rooster, and I had like ten stitches going down to the back of my head. Yes. Yeah. So my dad, at at that time, uh, not not that I that I endorse any of this, but um, it happened, and I was like maybe like three years old, and my dad literally took the rooster and just chopped its head off. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. We don't we don't quite do that. Um, yeah. Neither neither do I. Them. That was just like That's, nineteen. Yeah. No, and that was like 1991. <laughs> I was born that year, Z. Um, yeah, no, we we just don't like them. Like if they're if they're nasty, they would go to someone who processes them. Um, because I don't want them breeding. Like they need to all be very friendly. And he's a friendly rooster. His kids are all like I've got like eight of his children. They're all super friendly. Oh, I love um, it. I love. But it. yeah. Um, so so, so yeah. uh, give people a little rundown on how you got started in the in the tech world. Uh, where did that? Where's the beginnings of that? Because we were talking yesterday about uh, you building games when you were seventeen, yeah. and then yeah. going to so, uh, Shopify and all this other stuff. So where did where did your tech career really uh, really start? It goes back even further than seventeen. So I would say when I was about. 12 or 13 and it's actually really funny because this is going to sound this is the nerdiest shit in the entire world a movie came out called spirit and it's an animated horse movie i don't know if you've ever seen it it's a dreamworks movie matt damon's the voice of the horse it's 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 a great movie actually it's really <laughs> like technologically advanced at the time and what it got me really interested in because i was this horse crazy kid was online games with horses um so i kind of got into like text-based role-playing which you know you, you make a character and you write what they do and shit and it was horses which sounds really stupid now in hindsight at like 30 years old but whatever um so i learned how to code i learned how to do html and css and some graphic design and then you know join these games and then i started building these games and then it evolved into building games like neopets almost always horse games um i've built a couple that weren't some of them were like mythology based and um, but yeah, I started learning PHP and MySQL and it's very hacky how I've always, how I always coded. I was never formally educated. So it's very much, um, very intrinsic and very like, when you look through some of my old stuff, it's literally how my brain works is like very procedurally step by step by step. So I built these games. Um, I'd sell them. They paid for a lot of stuff through university, paid for me to be riding while I was at school. Um, which is not cheap, paid for me to have a horse who I still have. She actually just had a baby in the spring. Um, I've had her for almost 10 years. And uh, yeah, she, or well, she was the reason why I had to keep doing it because horses cost a lot of money. So yeah, I built I tons of it. games. Um, I did not go to school for computer science. So I have, um, I started in theoretical physics, which is the dumbest thing you could ever start in. Um, fun story, I'm bad at math. <laughs> I found that out really quick in university. I'm really shit at math. Um, so I moved home and went to college for two years and did an advanced diploma in photojournalism. So photography, I worked in Kentucky for a large horse racing magazine for a while and then did some stuff up here. Um, tried to work on the racetrack as like a, a, a trainer groom and I just hated it. It was terrible. And I was, I called my parents. I was like, fuck this. I'm moving home and going back to school. Um, <laughs> So I, I went back to university as a more mature student with an appreciation for academics, finished a science degree uh, with a double major in anthropology and biology. Um, thought I would get into public health and I got into a master's program and everything and then just realized it was going to be too much money uh, to go to, to England and, and do that. So um, I right out of school applied for a job at Shopify. 
I remember I was in Ottawa right next to the, the main Shopify op- office at a hotel there when I got the request for an interview. And I was employee number 480 something. And they're oh now, God. oh God, they're well over 2000 people now all over the world. Um, that's crazy. So I, I started crazy. there and yeah, that's where it's gone. Oh, I love it. I love it. Now, uh, what do you, what was your first kind of role um, at Shopify? And, what, and was that kind of like your first like formal job? Yep. yep. It was my first um, real job out of school with Shopify, like right out the door, got hired, moved back from the city I'd been working with, with my boyfriend at the time, got an apartment, like, and that was my job working at home. I was a guru. So customer support. Um, very quickly, you know, people realized that I was a go-to for code. I picked up Liquid um, very quickly, Shopify's theming language and just sort of the standard way people think, build things in Shopify. Um, I picked that up really quickly. So I was sort of, the rest of the guru team would come to me for that sort of stuff all yeah. the time. Oh, I love um, that. So I did some theme support as well. I actually went and shadowed with the actual theme support team for a couple of weeks, um, thinking I was going to end up there and I didn't end up working there. I ended up just staying on the guru team and then I got asked uh, Plus was still very small at the time. I got asked to move over to Merchant Success Manager, which at the time was just account manager for Shopify Plus, which was amazing because it allowed me to buy a second horse. Fun story. Yeah, there um, you go. <laughs> so I, I, I moved to Plus and was a Merchant Success Manager, again, really specializing in the technical side of things and had a lot of people just like, hey, Mallory, is this possible or um, integrations and that sort of thing. And then yeah, I, I was at Shopify for almost three years and um, kind of decided to try and go out into the real world and get a real job, as my parents like to say. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't long before I came back to tech. So I, I hated the real world. It sucked. Oh, yeah. I had a pension, a job with a pension too. And I was like, fuck this. I hate it. It's really not worth it though. Like if you don't enjoy it, uh, honestly, I hate to like, it's one of those things like you could put all the money in front of me, but if it's like at this point, I especially yeah, that everyone's, yeah, exactly. And it's like, especially in this yeah. point where everyone's going uh, remote and all these different things, it's like, yep. it, you, you gotta love what yep. you do. Otherwise you're w- waking up miserable and you're just like constantly bitching about things and all these different things. And I say, fuck no to that. Yeah. And like what I was doing is really important work. And I am very happy and very fortunate that the work I did was very instrumental in um, having better outcomes for like indigenous kids that were in the care of children's aid societies. So I did data analytics and data quality for um, a huge children's aid society here. And a lot of the work I did, a lot of the data analytics I did allowed a indigenous focused agency to form um, because of the work I did. Uh, and that agency is still running and my best friend works there. Um, right. and, and it's really made a big difference for those kids. And I'm really glad that that work has, has um, blossomed into something really cool, but it was very boring for me uh, because there's only so many hours you can be locked in an Excel spreadsheet before you lose your mind. Oh I could never God. be an accountant. No. Um, and just the software was so old, like it was like an IBM based analytics software and it's an absolute nightmare to work in. So legacy systems are the best, huh? <laughs> well, they, they actually like they moved to like a province wide database system built by IBM. They paid a crap ton of money for it. And it's an absolute UX nightmare, like yeah. absolute UX 
worst nightmare. My friend, my friend messages me and bitches to me about it all the time. But yeah, anyway. no, nobody focuses on UX with those big ass systems, which is kind of oh, like shit, the no. weird, weirdest thing in the world. It's like, they're so robust and they do so many things, but there's absolutely no uh, uh, user uh, experience or just even like a use like seamless experience overall. It's fucking well, and they're buggy as hell. And like the data center is like a single computer in fucking Toronto. So when it goes down, the whole province goes down and it's like, okay, like, God forbid you need something off it because you're fucked. Like it's, <laughs> I think of it from like a data integrity perspective and from like a DevOps perspective. And I want to throw up a little bit yeah. Um, because I'm like, oh my God, just throw that shit on AWS already or like Google cloud. Like it's not rocket science, but it's government. So it'll be another 10 years before they do cloud computing. Maybe 20 yeah probably the radar government goes but um yeah yeah so i i did that and uh hated it and, and went back to um tech work and that's where i met my husband who's also a developer but he's like uh lives and breathes it i don't i go outside occasionally um he would rather not <laughs> so you're his balance when it comes to the horse life yeah and i mean he has a horse um he rides i taught him to ride a little bit and he loves them and they're our kids like they are they are our children love it i love it um so in terms of uh in terms of like building games and all that stuff like what um what is kind of the what do you play do you like play do you guys play any games you and your husband um i don't really game a lot anymore like i used to game a shit ton like uh console gaming type stuff yeah. in university um and that's why I did a lot of my game building too. He still does. I don't. I prefer to be out here, obviously. Um, but I will play like those horse browser-based games, <laughs> yeah. like the ones I used to build. I'll, I'll play around on them because, you know, especially if it's a, if I've got like I'm waiting on something or just, you know, it's a slow 10 minutes that I have at work, which is not very often. But occasionally when I do, I'll just like pop that up in the browser and like train my horse or some shit. Right, right. Um, <laughs> and then later come out and train my actual horse, which is kind of weird. But as a kid, that was my way to have them. Right. You know, and to experience it. And, and it's, there's a group of friends I've met through that, that I still know and that I know in person and have met in person and have had awesome connections with. Like one actually lives um, about 10 minutes from here that I used to game with all the time. She moved to this area. Uh, another one came to my wedding from Florida and we will be going to a huge concert next August together. Um, Love it. Another one lives in Ottawa and I got her a job at Shopify and now she's up really high in product there. So it's like, it's, it's a cool community of people and um, I'm still interact with them all, all, like all the time, every day. That's, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Concerts next year. I'm really interested to see what that's going to look like. I watched a, I don't know. Last man. Night, I watched the chiefs uh, Texans like football game at my friend's house. And we were like, Oh, is there actual fans in there? And it was no. literally like one person every 17 seats. Like it was oh, they just, actually had people in. They literally had people. We were surprised. Like we were just like, whoa, what the hell? So because it was sounded loud on the TV. And I'm like, is there fans at this game? And then well, all look of at a sudden, the, um the the baseball, how they're doing baseball right now. They have like cardboard cutouts of fans, and it's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, basketball is <laughs> doing like holograms yep. and like holograms. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? It's such a yeah. weird time, but like from an anthropology perspective, because that's how my brain sort of thinks, it's so interesting to see how people are interacting and changing the way we interact. Um, but I'm I'm so hoping we can go to concerts by next August. Like 
this is a big deal one for us um and and it's like it's one of those once in a lifetime kind of shows you got to go to yeah and i'm a live music nut so this year has been like super fucking depressing for me yeah um my like even just small really shows. Big on, my girlfriend and I are really big on uh, like concerts and live events. Like that's one thing that we really, really love to do. And yeah. I, you know, we had some uh, concerts like lined up even this year and everything got canceled. Yeah. But interesting fact. So I read something the other day, the Live Nation, um, they sponsor pretty much like all the big concerts and they, their CEO said, when all this shit happened and, you know, they were canceling live shows, he says 90% of people did not want a refund for their tickets, meaning that they were actually holding out to like get a, get some sort get of a reschedule, get a reschedule yeah. or something. I was like, wow, what a, what a relief for them probably, because think about right? all the money that they shell out to those artists and then having to do that. So that was actually really interesting. It made me think about like, what's what's gonna happen if this shit doesn't come together like they can only do like half capacity or you know it's, yeah it's, it's fucked up it's really fucked up it's like we had tickets um for something in march and then they pushed it to april thinking that it would be okay and then they pushed it to june and then they just full out rescheduled it to next year so that's for something local and then we had i was supposed to go down to virginia beach in august to see my favorite podcaster and comedian um and visit a friend down there and then that fucking didn't happen obviously our borders closed you guys aren't allowed up here we aren't really going down there i know um, isn't that crazy yeah it's it's pretty wild but it's just like it's so depressing because i was so looking forward to that trip like yeah yeah um, well, and even the last trip i did was coming to see you guys and like literally a week after i got home everything shut down oh is that when it was yeah like i came right before everything shut down i came to sacramento that's crazy. I didn't even think and about the first, that. The first community, so the first case they realized was community spread in the U.S. was in Sacramento that week that I was there. <laughs> of course it was. Oh, fucking so I get home and I see that on the news. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was absolutely crazy. Oh, but man. How, how has, how has your... I want to come back. I know, right? Like that was that was super fun. That was awesome uh, was that so we fun. got to connect. And I, and I really appreciated that. I think that was like a big thing for me as like you know just running a remote company it's like oh shit like there's somebody that's actually you know super serious about like changing directions in their career and you obviously had a pretty good job and all this other stuff and it was one of those things where i was like wow this actually solidifies not a lot of what we're doing but the type of people that are coming our way now or you know that sort yeah. of thing so that was really really refreshing and and awesome. Well, I felt the same for me too like for me and for my family because my family you know we're all tied in here Right. It was so important for me to come down and be like, okay, A, are these people legit? B, am I going to get murdered? Um, <laughs> I, did I tell you when I got in your, so I got in your car at the hotel and my friend was like, turn your GPS tracker on so I can know where you are in case something right, happens. Right, 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 right. No, hey, I, I, re I respect that because that means you have good people around you and uh, you have your guard up. That's really awesome. It sounds crazy, but I, hey. I you know, families just family you know and they wanted to make sure i was safe but yeah just for me it was so important to come down and connect and make sure that you and i were on the same page yeah which we are 90 percent of the time i finish your sentences and you finish mine <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly um sometimes andrew goes 
sometimes you too it's almost as bad as you and me and i'm like i know man it's weird <laughs> yeah it's really weird. except um, i'm not i don't have the i don't have the developer uh like brain i just had the technical logic i don't have the developer brain like that's how i process things i'm like well this should somehow make sense but i'm gonna let mallory kind of just you have the from- dev brain you just don't have the like actual like like developer yeah Yeah, you don't have the mad hacker skills right like exactly you have the right brain for it um but yeah no it it was it was really important for me to do that because it just made it real it made the people real it made the relationship real and that i wasn't just going crazy and telling my parents hey i'm going to shit can this amazing job who took care of me when i got hurt right and you know they're not paying me a lot but they're taking care of me and they're good people yeah. Um, it, it really solidified that it was the right choice. Uh, no, so that's awesome. Super glad, and, super and glad to have you on the here? team. Like I can't even, I tell you that all the time, but just super, super blessed that you found me and that you like reached out and you're like, Oh, looking for a Shopify developer. And I was just like, well, this seems too good to be true. What's going on here type of thing. You know, it's just like, never <laughs> yeah. know, like the amount of replica. I mean, you, you know, we're, we're constantly hunting for more people cause we're growing and it's just like, you get, you know, hundred thousand people applying and you get one person that's like, Oh, you're legit. Like you're fucking legit type of thing. So yeah. And and the the team we have right now is unreal. Um, and, and even just like, I've just been, you know, where we are, is just a core team. Like the three of us now, it's just, it's awesome. And I, I, I've made some great relationships with the people I work with, but like, yeah, I'm just super stoked on this. And, and, um, you know, I think what we do will change and mold over the next couple of years, but, at the same time, it's all going to have the exact same, um, the same skeleton underneath the same spirit. Yeah. I've already put it on. Yeah. I've already put it out into the universe to, for us to shift into that product world so that we can just build shit that we want to build and have, I love product. I love it so yeah. much. Yeah, because it's a lot less stress. Like it's a lot less uh, bullshit. I mean, although we do, I do have to say, like we do have some pretty awesome clients now, and nobody's like right haggling yeah. us and uh, any of that stuff. But I think at the end of the day, it's just like you know, building out the stuff that we're I get excited about, like this game that we were just talking about. And you're just like, hey, mm-hmm. I want to do these things. I'm like, this sounds amazing. I don't even know much about horses, but this sounds like a good idea. You're gonna like, learn, bro. Exactly. That's, that's all I'm about. Just like new, new, uh, new things to learn every single day. Um, but how has overall, how has your life or even just your family's life changed due to the, like the whole COVID thing? Have you like, I mean, I know we all work remote, so it's not been like a huge thing, but is it just more of like not being able to travel or is it more so just kind of like being a little stir crazy? I mean, you obviously have fucking acres and acres to live on, but, uh, you can still go stir crazy here. Yeah, I oh I believe it. You know, I like it. I will say, you know, so okay, so Andrew started working from home. He used to commute every day to Kingston, which is about an hour east of here. Um, and my mom worked in Belleville, which is twenty minutes from here. She works for our version of the IRS. Um, and she used to travel a lot for her job. And I think that kept her fairly sane. Yeah. Um, so the the big change for us is all of a sudden all three of us are at home and my dad is still out working on the road. Um, my dad's a project manager for a construction company. He's a retired contractor. Um, so the three of us at home all the time can be a little taxing, but we've managed to make it work. So we all work in different spaces. Excuse me. And it's it's still very important to us to still have our own thing. So Andrew goes down and plays video games when he's done at the end of the day. I fuck off outside here. Yeah. You know, and mom will do stuff outside or or whatever mom does. Um, accounting is her hobby. I don't really know why. But, um, <laughs> 
doing my books and records, my brother's books and records for his business is her hobby, which is crazy. But uh, anyway, yeah, like it's, it's, that's been really challenging. The other really challenging thing is not really being able to go out. and So horse shows got canceled. That's, that's a big thing is like, that's my whole summer usually. Right. Um, whether it be as a competitor or taking my store, uh, because I have a little um, tag shop that I take to shows all over Ontario. And we used to do that every summer. Um, I've traveled on the road in a sales aspect for horse stuff for the past six years in wow. some way or another. Um, and this is the first year I haven't done it, which kind of sucks because I have all these connections with people, with Olympians, with big name riders and just friends that I haven't seen. Uh, shows that I used to go to every year that were like tradition and mom and I would, my mom always would come with me and be my help. Like we'd stay in this particular hotel and have lunch at this particular place. It just, it changed my summer quite a bit um and then obviously you know travel plans getting fucked um i can't just go see my friends like i have friends that are immune compromised so we've had to be really careful right um you know the first time i really traveled in the past six months was was last weekend i i went to ottawa for a day to visit a friend and her horses and um she actually owns the the father of the foal um yeah so i went to see her dad uh and and that was like the the most I've really traveled in the past little bit. And it just felt nice to get in the car and just drive for two hours. You know, like that's the thing I kind of miss. It's very odd to say because I am very much, I love being at home and, and stuff, but I also love being on the road. Like I've been on yeah. the road every summer for six years. Right. So um, it's, it's been really weird in that way. And like, I, I, try to go out and drive a lot because i just i like being in the car i like driving yeah. around you know i'm a road trip person um, myself i love road yeah trips. i love road trips like road trips the are the best the journey is the best part yeah yeah you know, stopping at a gas station there. getting snacks and shit like that yeah <laughs> or just the like driving to music crank like i max the speakers out on that jeep all the friggin' time yeah you know yeah. like that's that's my jam is loud music so yeah Exactly. Oh, it's, it's been weird in that way and obviously concerts like summers i love to go to patios live music craft right. beer you know me and craft beer like right 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 it's, right. it's just throwing a wrench in things man I, yeah. it's coming but you know flu season's also coming so i'm you know an epidemiologist by education so i know what's gonna happen yeah um, yeah that's crazy have you do you feel like you've lost you've lost some of your like creative like footing since all this kind of came to a halt like do you do you feel like Absolutely. or what what is your creative space is it being like with your horses and just walking around and doing things or is it like when you're on the road where does your creative juices start flowing my creativity comes from variety okay um it comes from different things so you know i'll be riding and it's almost like kinetic meditation i'm so focused on what i'm doing and then all of a sudden an answer to a problem will come or I'll wake up in the middle of the night being like, Oh, that coding problem that I couldn't solve yesterday, I can solve it now. And one thing I've really noticed in the past six months is I've barely touched code and that has nothing to do with my workload. Right. I just don't feel inspired. There you go. Um, there you go. Like it's just all of a sudden it, it feels like there's a gap there. And that's part of why I wanted to get back into building a game was it was like, okay, this gives me an excuse to actually code again. Right, um, right, right, right. Exactly. And, and kind of might actually force me to code with someone else doing the design because that's the part I hate doing. Yeah. Um, my creativity really just comes from variety in life. And I'm very much a routine person, but I also really don't, I always want to be encountered with something new every day that forces me to think differently or 
um, put in a scenario where I have to sort of solve a problem, which is why I like what I do so much because literally no two hours are the same. Right, right, um, right. Exactly. You wake up every morning and something completely different. Well, yeah, that's, and that's kind of the great thing about it. And, and that I think has honestly, Z kept me sane through this whole fucking thing. Oh yeah, um, me too. This whole COVID thing. If I did not have taco, I would be a fucking raging lunatic more than I already am. <laughs> like, I'm already a crazy person, but like, I would be nuts. I would be so fucked up. Like I, yeah, I, I truly am thankful for it because Man, I'm so content with life right now, even though shit's insane in the world. Right. Things are going crazy. The U.S. is on fire, literally. Like, Oh, my God. The West Coast is literally, like, burning. Like, literally. I looked cousins, at a map yesterday. It's, it's, it's on uh, fire. It's not, even, it's not even real, like, how many fires. I think there's, like, over, like, 250 fires going on. And just because someone needed to reveal the gender of their fucking baby... That's I hope one they of feel them. Bad. Right. They're, they're, they're getting charged with criminal charges at the moment, by the I way. I would hope so. That's like involuntary yeah. manslaughter. Seriously. But like, that's... I have cousins in Oregon. I have tons of friends like you guys in California. I have friends that lost horses in the fires in oh. California. It's absolutely devastating. Their entire herd. Oh. All gone. That's that's Everything. like the thing I I don't I don't want to be insensitive in any way, but like I almost feel a lot worse for like the animals than I do for anybody else. Like I'm not saying well, like, they don't you, they don't have a they don't they rely yeah, on us for everything. Exactly, that's what it is. It's like if we're okay, then then they need to be. They must be, like it's crazy. I mean, yeah. even that sweet farms thing that we were doing. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah they had just, to evacuate. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I wanted to like donate it to them. And they finally posted something like on Instagram the other day that they're like back in their shelter and back to their home. And I was just like, so happy. It's like, I felt like I brought them home almost because like, I was just like, they're back in their place. I love this. Like, it makes me so happy. So um, yeah. And the, the thing with horses in those scenarios is what you're supposed to do is just let them go um or even in like a hurricane scenario you just let them go because most of the time their instinct is more powerful than you or i can control so a horse in a fire generally is very dangerous because they're going to want to run a certain way now unfortunately sometimes they run into fire their instinct tells them that we don't know why um but what the recommendation is for wildfires is to braid your phone number and contact information the horse's info into its mane just let it go um and that's what my friend did and they all went into a valley and they got trapped. And yeah, uh, it's, it's so sad. I, I'm not going to bring the mood of the podcast down anymore with it. Um, no, she's no, very no. That's, that's, that's super obviously sad. devastated. But right, it's, right, right. I mean, yeah, I, I had no California, idea. See, I learned but, something new about horses just talking about that. Like I had no idea that that's. Yeah. So like there's even here we have safety precautions. You know, when I keep horses inside at night, their halters are always on the stall. I don't leave them on. Some people will. Um, if I have to go get them in emergency, I can get them out really quick. Right. Um, right, right. we've had tornado warnings here. I will make sure that everything's prepared for that. Wow. Like it's, you have to trust their instincts sometimes, but sometimes it just doesn't work out. Like dogs are the right. same though, you know? I'm the type um, of person but, that will bring them all yeah. into my house. I would put them all into my room. <laughs> uh, well, we do have a ramp on the deck that Sam has tried to walk up before. So, um, I wouldn't put it past him. He'd sit on the couch, but yeah, like if i had to i would just let them go and and, right. and they could they would figure it out and i would put like little gps trackers on them but we don't run into that sort of issue here thankfully the biggest risk i have uh is where i am is trees coming down and they generally don't get hit by a tree 
right 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 exactly exactly or like ice storms but in the ice they stay in the barn and like we just make sure we have lots of water and we have generators so that's the biggest risk here um and i suppose i would take that over hurricanes or wildfires yeah (laughs) at the end of the day but oh man it's pretty crazy life is pretty crazy right now 2020 just needs to come to an end already i feel like i'm worried about 2021 being worse yeah i i don't disagree with you i don't disagree with you I think like what else could go wrong yeah what else could go yeah exactly in california we're prone to a really big earthquake which is not something yeah, I you're, look forward to. that's yeah that i actually was watching a documentary on that the other day and i was like it's coming yeah that pulse it's gonna go yeah it's definitely or those coming. big volcanoes on the west coast like uh mount shasta mount hood right 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 exactly exactly um but yeah no that's 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 really 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 insane um it's crazy so, stuff what uh what, what what is something that people don't know about you that you enjoy doing outside of all the things you've already talked about is there any anything that like you're willing to share that that you you're like oh this is like my secret little thing that i do i'm pretty open that's and good. transparent yeah. um I find myself fangirling over stuff, but I mean, <laughs> anybody can really, anybody can really look at me and be like, oh yeah, you fangirl over X, Y, Z, because I either wear it literally on my arm, right, 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 right. or literally <laughs> on my sleeve. Like I'm very, very much transparent that way. I like what I like and I want people to know about it. Damn it. Um, I love it. Yeah, I think I think I'm just a ridiculous fangirl, but most people know that about me that yeah. know me. So that's like, awesome. oh my god, Mallory, please shut up about X Y Z thing. So. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like, it's, oh, you want to have a Star Wars wedding? Okay, fine, go ahead. <laughs> um, oh, you want to go to your honeymoon at a Rammstein concert? Okay, off you go. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, no, that's that's really awesome. Uh, I, I don't term- think I have any weird. I'm trying to think that. Do I have any, like, I don't want people to know I like that. Um, right. No. Yeah, no, I think we're all pretty that. transparent on our team with everything. <laughs> I'm an open book. Yeah, I think so, too. Me, too. Like, I, I don't really have anything that I'm like, oh, I truly love doing this and nobody knows about it type of thing. It's really <laughs> weird. It's really weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't, why would you hide shit like that? I, I don't I know. know. I know. If, if I anything, like that actually brings... Honest. Yeah, and, and exact that very much so. And the uh, the other thing is like, if you hold a lot of that stuff in, you'll never find out who else is like, you know, doing that. Or or maybe you become well, best just, friends with them. I just discovered a, a longtime friend of mine loves Rammstein, and I like she's like we've spent hours and hours and hours together and known each other for fucking fifteen years, and I didn't know this. And so she's coming to the concert now with us next August, and it's like, where the fuck was this? <laughs> and now we can fangirl over you know mid 50s right. german men why did you not tell me this? <laughs> um so like that literally just happened like two days ago and it was like i don't know why we've never talked about this in like 15 years what the hell is going on we know we like horses we know we're horse people that is right. firm and game people right but this is this is new all right cool so now she sends me gifts all day and it's in slack and it's it's great yeah, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, to to shift gears a little bit, where do you see kind of like the whole? I mean, now everybody's like shifting with the. Uh, I mean, you even yourself used to go do road shows and sell stuff and all this, and you obviously have a Shopify store. Where do you see kind of the the e-commerce world 
going into now? Like everyone obviously has to have something online and all this. Do you have any kind yeah. of predictions of like what you see happening, even like maybe with some of our clients or what like the landscape of hundred percent subscriptions? Yeah, like I would agree. I, I, I when I talked to I I talked to somebody at Shopify Plus the other day um, with some feature feedback, and I was saying to them, you guys truly need to think. And you need to think really detailed on it is how subscriptions are going to impact the plus ecosystem right. and how you can integrate it into these features, whether that be Shopify flow um, or Launchpad. How can you bring them in? Because that's where things are going. Um, so it seems to go through these really interesting cycles. So I remember it going through that drop shipping cycle. That's kind of still a thing. Yeah. And then there it's was also fading this, out a little bit. People are noticing yeah, you can't really capitalize too much on it anymore. I mean, like the people that that did did, and yeah. they got their money. Like, right. hopefully they invested it wisely. Um, and then the other thing is uh, has been the direct to garment printing that was huge for a year or so, and then it's just kind yeah. of fizzled out. Now it's subscriptions. That being said, I think subscriptions is a more sustainable model because it's literally recurring income. And as right. long as you have a good product offering, as long as you have, so like I think of some of our clients that do supplements or, yeah, um, you know, food products, that sort of thing. That's like like look at fucking HelloFresh and that shit. Like right, right, that's right, the future right. of online business. And and if you can't offer a subscription offering, I think really the future is just in being more accessible to people online. Like I think of a lot of retailers that have shifted to being more and more. Um, mobile friendly so that's you know something that right. obviously is just a big shift anyway but understanding that people aren't shopping in person anymore um you know and and even aggregate platforms like amazon while they're still doing really well i think you'll see that start to slow yeah. i could be i could be totally fucking wrong here but i think you'll see people especially covid has really really brought attention to the fact that uh, amazon makes too much goddamn money and that there are a lot of small retailers that sell the same stuff. And if you buy directly from them, you're actually really supporting those people. And I think that is going, that sphere is happening. That change is happening. People are realizing there are so many cool small businesses online that I'd rather support than Amazon. Yeah, which absolutely. Is, which is awesome. And, and having... also the government incentives too. Like, right. I don't right, know if you right. saw what the Canadian government's doing with Shopify. And Google's also now on board too. Um with with COVID incentives to get people online. Yeah, no, that's that's really awesome. So what I was uh, I was talking to somebody else the other day, and I feel like what it's going to shift through like we're on this like huge like wavelength right now. Everything's instant gratification, Amazon, blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. And then you go drive down the street, and you're like, oh, this entire like center of businesses is just completely shut down. And mm -hmm. What reason? Who knows? It might be, you know, they were shut down for too long and they can't sustain with like maybe some of the, you know, quote unquote savings that they had or, you know, money in their bank account, whatever it is. I was talking to somebody now, what I feel like is, is going to be the next sort of shift in things is um, kind of uh, Facebook, I think, kind of tried to do this with the marketplace thing, but I feel like it's going to be like community uh, stores and it's going to be like, like a peer to peer. 
Yeah, like marketplace type mm -hmm. of community stores. So you, for example, create one website and you give access to like merchants to come in and post their stuff for local, like let's say a 10 to 15 mile radius as far as you can deliver it. Like I think the, the, the instant gratification that Amazon provides of sending something to you within two days for free, I think is going to turn into same day drop off. Uh, Hyper-local fulfillment. Hyper-local fulfillment. Yeah, exactly. That's what I, I would call that. That's, I think, exactly where things are going to head into at some point. Yeah, that's interesting. Because of the fact that, that, that people are just, they want that instant gratification, but that's, I think, the only mesh you get between instant gratification and helping out your small local business at, at the same time. It's like... Yeah, or even, even things like Uber Eats or Skip, Skip the Dishes, um, yeah. really helping, like... So we went out for, for lunch last weekend and, and we were talking to the, the server and he was basically like, Skip has kept us alive. Yeah, um, We've been so busy on here. with Skip or DoorDash in the, in yeah. the US. Um, like, so it's that instant gratification, but the ability to sort of like marketplace it. Uh, yeah. So like, that's the cool thing about Skip the Dishes, DoorDash is it's like, I don't fucking know what I want. Oh, uh, Andrew wants Indian and I want, uh, I want Korean food today. So we'll order that right. and get it delivered. Now we don't get it here, sadly. If we did, right. I would be so poor. It's not even funny. Um, <laughs> if we're way too far out of town for that shit, it's probably good in the end. But uh, I think, I think, yeah, that for, um, for merchants and even like hyper-local fulfillment in terms of like, so Shopify was trying to do something similar. I, I don't know if you saw this at Unite last year, they announced their own fulfillment network, um, yeah. like Amazon. So they're trying to do that, but doing it for the smaller guy, that is a big step forward. Yeah. And when they announced that at Unite, I was so fucking excited because I know so many business owners that could leverage that and save them the cost. Amazon charges a fucking fortune. You know what we should, uh, I, I just had a crazy idea. Instead of even having like a system of uh, building like one, let's say one website, quote unquote, and having, giving multiple access to like different people. What I think we should just simply do is create a one page that says, I'm looking for coffee. Here's my zip code. And oh, that's uh, sick. And How then quick just, did you get it to me? Right. And I just say, I need it today. And then you can have people on the other side saying like, hey, we could deliver coffee to you within you know hours or even within minutes, yeah. depending on where you are. It's almost like aggregating just on a simple a parameter basis, aggregating different local businesses that are, let's just even call it like only that are on Shopify for the moment that can actually mm -hmm. go in through that. That I think that would be really, really cool to do actually. Yeah. Like a, um, like a search engine. It's like a like directory, a basically. It's like, a merchant it's like a, directory. Yeah. 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 And like, just make it localized. I want coffee in Toronto or I want coffee in Belleville. Yeah. That's, how, I think that's, that's how cool. otherwise would you find it? Because you have to go on Google and you have to type in and who's going to be on that list and who can deliver on the, on the yeah. same day. You have to go through the whole process almost well, of like shipping and all this. Here's the other thing. If it's a Shopify merchant, you know, a couple of things. One, chances are they're on Shopify payments, which means they're also going to take Google pay, Apple pay. Right. And, uh, and um, ShopPay, which is Shopify's ClickPay system. So you know that. You also know that, I have a horse bashing a bucket. Um, <laughs> you also know that on, on Shopify, there is a degree of security. So you know that going through that checkout process, your information is secure. Right. You're not stuck with some weirdo with a fucking WordPress website running WooCommerce, which is as unsecure as possible. Right. Um, and, and you're not going to have that problem. So I think there's also a level of 
familiarity. Trust. There's a level of security. And there's also a level of, oh, I'm supporting another Canadian company, or at least for us. Like we, right. um, or yeah, like just because Shopify is Canadian. We, uh, we, for some reason, are very obsessed with that. Um, That's like, good. Even our government is like, they're obsessed with the fact that Shopify is Canadian. Um, yeah. So it's that, like, I think that's a great idea. I think that's something we could leverage and probably put together pretty damn quick. Um, maybe now I'm, so now you've got me thinking programmatically, which means this is going to derail very quickly. So well, change the subject is, before I fuck it off. All, all it is, if you really think about it, is just an intake form of people that are willing to be part of that program, right? Like to say, hey, yeah. I'm on this and this address. And then what we would do is just simply. Uh, like, what I offer for shipping. Yeah, just put a zip code in and say, oh, this person's here. This person's here. This is a, you know, how far are you willing to go for pickup or how far is the merchant willing to deliver type of thing? Yeah, I think that's a cool idea. I think it's a really neat. I think Shopify would love that yeah. shit. Oh yeah. Like, in, and you could put an app in your shop, like an integrated Shopify app. Yeah. Yeah. So for yeah, yeah. Anybody watching, this is how we come up with shit. This is how <laughs> exactly. we come up with ideas. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's literally like bounce, bounce it back and forth and ping pong for a while until one of us decides to build it. Yeah. I think we should definitely, uh, definitely do that. I just, write that down. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Oh, it's, it's on the video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, we're right. I forgot we were just chatting for shits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's, that's, I, I think that's afternoon. There you go. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all part of work at the end of the day. I love it. Um, no, this <laughs> is, this is part awesome. Of this job too. Yeah, exactly. We get to just shoot the like, shit sometimes and think about stuff. Well, we, we come up with some really cool ideas. Do they actually always come to fruition? No. Yeah. But, and, and that's one of the things that I think frustrates my family sometimes about me is, as I told you the other day, my mom's like, you're a fucking serial entrepreneur. Figure it out. And I'm like, no, there's just so much. Yeah. She's like, yeah. you haven't made your first million yet. And I'm like, I'm working on it. <laughs> um, like, we're going to sell that game that we're building. That's, that's right. She always jokes that I'm like after I'm hunting for my first million. Yeah. Um, just, I, I just, I, I don't like being complacent. That's why I can't work in a job for like our parents' generation had this thing where they're like, Oh, I have the job with the pension. I got to stay here forever, even though I fucking hate it. And I'm just right. like, I would kill myself if I had to tolerate. But you also have to I think. Hated. I, but you also have to think about like, even my parents are like that because they had kids early on and they felt like that was the only secure way of supporting people. Yeah. And look at, look at us. Like you and uh, you and Andrew don't have kids. You have your horses. Obviously you have to support them, but at the end of the yep. day, they're not like. I can sell them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's like on my end, like my girlfriend and I, we don't have any kids. So it's like, Oh, if you want to change your job tomorrow, as long as you know, you feel comfortable and you feel happy about it, then just do it. You yep. don't have any. And as long else. as the bills get paid, who fucking cares? Exactly. Exactly. So no, that's, that's really awesome. Um, no, I think this is awesome. I think we definitely need to work on that idea. I think aggregating local uh, zip code based, like merchants like that, just on Shopify, literally just Geo Shop. Check the name Geo Shop. Okay. Checking, that domain's it, available. checking it now. And now geo shop i think that sounds like it would be taken if it's one of my favorite so. things is naming shit yeah yeah exactly me too me too oh did i i, oh, I think i like i think i th uh, i told you i i couldn't believe that i got the name my vegan cookie.com like i feel like that's such a like a um a the fact that pin tweets.com is unreal 
I know, right? We still have to finish that shit up. Uh, GeoShock. I hate that project. <laughs> I hate uh, working in Twitter's API. It's such a misery. Oh, it was because they don't want you in it. Registered in two thousand one. Somebody's ahead of the curve. Hmm. Let me think of other names. Yeah, I'll have to. You'll have to give me some time on that, and I'll have to get like really fucking high and just come up with. I, some have, I have even a better one. Geo Shopify. Ooh, it's available. Oh, I don't know. I don't think you could do that. I'd be careful on that one. They're pretty good about their IP. Um. Well, we can buy it and redirect traffic. That's true. Buy it. Pick it yep. up. I am a domain hoarder as well. I probably have two hundred domain names. Oh, nice. Have you ever sold any of them? Yes. Oh, for like significant amounts or just like kind of whatever? A couple thousand bucks. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Like just like horse stuff. Oh, um, nice. I got on that really early uh, when I was like 14. Um, and I know somebody that's... Let me have their credit card. And I know somebody, I know somebody that sold doctor.com. Holy shit. That's yeah, a domain 50, name. $15 million for a fucking domain name. Yeah. See, oh, I okay. see your, I see your chickens. Coming. I see your chickens. Oh. <laughs> oh, look at them. They're so happy. A lot of these are babies. Oh. They are happy. They, they are the happiest freeloaders right now because they're currently not laying eggs, really. Oh. We've only got three of them laying eggs. So my mom's like, a bunch of freeloaders. <laughs> they're fun oh. to watch um well what were you gonna say sorry i cut you off oh i don't remember Trying oh okay track. perfect perfect <laughs> um cool um yeah i think this is uh this was awesome to just kind of chat it out and and uh i mean i even learned a few things about you today that's fucking awesome oh really yeah what didn't you know I think I, I, I think, well, I knew, but I think I was just opened up to more of like the family lifestyle that you guys have. I oh, think yeah, that's yeah. Really, yeah, we are really, really fucking family oriented. I, I um, love that. I think that's crazy. That's like key to everything. I think that's like, a, that, that's like a huge part of your DNA. And I think that like mm -hmm. resembles a lot of the stuff that you do. I, I, I'm a very loyal person um, to a fault sometimes. But uh, I think our family values are very important. Like, and I say family values hesitantly because I don't want people to think I'm like a crazy alt-right Christian because I'm complete opposite of that. But um, like super hard left uh, pagan or spiritual person. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's um, it's important to us, and and I think it's I think it's something that I wish more people would try. You know, right. like I, I, do I disagree with my parents all the fucking time? Yeah, of do course. I, does my dad call me an idiot? 90% of the time. Yeah. Uh, does my mom call me, um, but does my mom say I'm trying to kill her? Pretty much every day. <laughs> at the same time, we also all get along really well. So, right. So, I mean, clearly no one's been murdered in the past six months and we've all been home together other than my brother. Right. Um, I haven't tried to kill anybody yet. No one's tried to kill me to the best of my knowledge. I'm still here. So there you go. There you go. I love it. I love it. 
Um, awesome, Mallory. I think this is this is epic. I'm gonna post this and make sure that everyone uh, understands how fucking awesome you are and uh, and all that good stuff. So thanks again cool. for jumping on. And I think uh, now um, you probably have to leave in a little bit to your situation today. But um, yeah, yeah, uh, in a bit. I got some tickets to write. Actually, <laughs> there we go. There we go. I love it. But uh, no, Bye. truly, I'm truly, life. truly blessed to have you on the team. And I appreciate everything that you do. And uh, thank you again for uh, finding us. I mean, it means the fucking world to me. Well, thank you for bringing me into your world and keeping me in it and walking me into your little family. Um, There's no taco without Mallory there. anymore. There's no taco without I'm, Mallory. I'm the filling. Yeah, I'm you the are the filling. filling. Yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, it's, it's now become, you know, we can't spell taco without a K anymore in this house. No. So. No, nobody um, Even can. my friggin' mother does it. Uh, <laughs> no one can spell taco without a K. Yeah, so that's that. what I keep telling people. And um, I just, I love what I do so much. And I love the team I work for. And this is cool. Like how many jobs do you sit and spend your afternoon fucking podcasting? Hey, whenever you want to jump on. Which, shit. Next time we should do something on Instagram live and just like see how many people are willing to listen in. I never Nobody. go, uh, Nobody I wants never to go, me. I know, but you never know. You never know. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Actually, like you know what? Work. I could maybe get someone from Shopify if, if you want. We should, we should definitely get everyone. Let me, anyone. let me see I, who I can get. Um, can we I, do three way? Uh, I, I don't think Instagram. No, we can't do a three way Z. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't. I'm kidding. No, no, I'm kidding. No. Um, you can do uh instagram live i don't know but um obviously i don't use can. it enough i don't use it enough i never use live no one gives a shit about what i do every day yeah. be like oh look at my cat you should um, do a you should do a, a daily chicken live oh god wake just, up just yeah just literally go on live and be like look at the chicken today look at the chicken and just turn it <laughs> off and people be like what the fuck is going on here <laughs> what's wrong with her why would she do that i'll do with the, the baby horse i think people are really interested in so yeah. i should do with her yeah, um, and everybody who's listening to this should follow Mallory on her Instagram because it's fucking awesome with all the horse stuff that she does. Nerd.dressage, D-R-E-S-S-A-G-E. -E. Um, and I'll put it in the show notes too so that people yeah. can follow shit. Yeah, that's the, that's the sport I do is dressage. It's uh, dancing with horses. Eddie Izzard once called it parking your horse in a box or parking your horse in a cupboard is how he described it, dressage once. Uh, great comedian if you don't know him. Yeah. Um, so yeah that's what we do here we dance with horses i love it sometimes love poorly it. <laughs> so, thanks again z no this is this is awesome we'll we'll do something i'll do some sort of maybe a farm tour oh point i would love it we should put the, yeah we should definitely put that on the youtube channel our our taco youtube channel yeah yeah i can edit it together and yeah exactly i mean awesome. actually when we do the taco retreat we'll hire a videographer AKA my brother, because that's what he went to school for, was uh, this media. And he can come video this shit and we'll do the taco retreat. I also, when we do the taco retreat, my best friend runs, uh, they're certified in what's called FEELS, so equine, equine assisted learning. They do like for businesses, for corporations, they do like um, like a retreat, not a retreat, but it's like a, a thing where you learn to interact with horses and it helps you kind of bring out leadership skills and all sorts of shit. They'd like specialize it to your company. I talked to her about doing it when when we all get together at her place, and she's not far from here. So, um, Woo! I'm excited. And then you're gonna get on Sam. Yes, yes, me and Sam. That's like that's like my brother. 
Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. He's. he's uh, oh, there he is. Can you see him? He's. He's right. Yeah. Samuel. There he is. He's oh my god. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Your other son. My other Your son. Nephew. And and then and then here's uh here. Let me uh, move my camera a little bit. Look at him. Oh, he's asleep. Yeah. That poor man. Yeah. He fucking. He looks like he. Pillow. <laughs> he looks like he's just toast. He 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 uh he had a run in with his uh with his friend this morning and they just were like. Oh, chasing so he's around. very tired. Yeah, he's emotionally drained. <laughs> That sounds like oh. me. <laughs> He's emotionally drained. Emotionally drained. <laughs> um, yeah. No, that's. Yeah, he'll. It's. It's sad that you're not like you're on the other coast because if you were to come, you should like bring Buddy, and he would probably have a blast here. He could eat all the horse shit he could ever want, chase chickens. Uh, there's hey, I'm not everywhere. against driving. And I'm not against driving. That would be a cool drive, actually. I've been thinking about driving out to um, Idaho for something, which sounds ridiculous because it's Idaho, but um, California's not that far. Oh man, I would, I would, I think that would be awesome. Just stop in all, random places throughout the throughout the country and then make it all the way up and drive through, like oh, do halfway, just... yeah, do halfway through like halfway through U.S. and then go up to Canada and go do up the other through path. Alberta and go across. Now, yeah. the problem is if you do that, the part you'll drive through in Canada is fucking terrible. There's nothing there. It's oh. a bunch of, um, a bunch of nothing. Oh, man. If you I go wonder. through Manitoba, it's just send you, as fuck all. I'm going to have you send me your uh, actual address. I'm really curious to see how many hours that would take to drive from here to there. Okay, I'll do that. You can see. That would be get it rent it rent a care oh you rent a VW minibus convert that shit to a camper, I could see you doing that. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Rent a camper, but I I think the VW minibus is more you. They're awesome. Those minibus, I see them all the time, and I just literally want to stop. <laughs> of course you do. Like, it's fucking California. <laughs> bunch of hippies, uh, Northern California. Uh, I love it. Isn't there a I bunch of it. cults up there too? Yeah, there's all kinds of weird shit. There's all kinds of weird shit. I can't even keep up with all the weird shit that's going on. I'm inside my little house here working, and then I just look outside, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on out there? Close the window. Just... <laughs> See, this is why I'm surrounded by trees. So nobody oh, sees man. me. Nobody talks to me. The road, Love you it. can't, the road is behind the trees. Like, no one fucking sees me. Like, oh, no that's the there. best. I want to live there. That's like my dream. You live in my dream. There's a spare bedroom. <laughs> i need i need my i need like 30 acres no there are two lots severed off that are for sale though we, i don't we, i don't own them need, someone else does but we need to talk we're going to combine everything taco together. can buy them yeah. <laughs> we're only thirty-three thousand canadian that's like 20 dollars us there you go there you go i love it Awesome, Mallory. Well, thank you so much again for doing this. This was really, really awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm super no, happy about fun. it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So we'll, we'll, we'll try and get someone on from Shopify on, I think, and just sort of talk about Shopify, where it's been, where it's going. I could maybe swing. I doubt I could swing Toby, but I could certainly try. Um, <laughs> Toby would be awesome, but we don't need to, we don't need to, uh, we don't need to worry about that. It's not about who's on it. It's just like the people that are interesting. They want to. It's be a on. conversation. Exactly. exactly. He's actually super interesting to talk to, but uh, he has a lot of handlers now, so that wouldn't be yeah. as fun. I think. I think he'd be having more fun with someone from like the product team. Right. Right. Yeah, that would be really cool. We should. We should definitely work on that. I think that would be. You could be my co-host. I actually, honestly, 
I, I hate to say this because I pretended like I was loath to do this, but I love this. This is, I yeah. always wanted to have like a podcast or a vlog. Um, I tried blogging and I was shit at it. So, uh, and I have the radio voice. Yeah. Um, so it's something I've always wanted to try doing, but I'm just human trash. Hey, so we can, we can, you, whenever you want to join, uh, any of the, uh, of the talks that I'm having here, you always more than welcome to. Cool. Well, let me know who's coming up and let's do that. Awesome. We should get Brian. Uh, we should get Brian. Oh, you know, who's, uh, you know, who's, uh, hopefully coming on is, uh, Ben Parr from Octane AI. Oh yeah. So okay. I just, uh, he just, him? uh, um, it, I, it was the conversation through LinkedIn. I'm about to send him an email oh, and, uh, okay. yes. Yeah, so that guy, that guy would be really, really interesting to talk to because they just I... got some funding and they just released a really cool product, by the way, the shoppable quiz. Did you see that? I did. I saw someone, um, demoing it. That's really sick. We should also try and get, have we had like recharge on? No, no, that's uh, that's something I'm talking. We to, should get uh, recharged. I honestly, if you do that, I will be on that. Um, I'd also like to talk to Bold. Those guys are awesome. Yeah, uh, and yeah. they're Canadian. I'll give them that. Um, Bold's really cool. Out of the sandbox might be neat. They're a theme developer. Um, I think they I'm could a huge offer... fan. I'm a huge fan of Andrew Wilkinson, by the way. Andrew Wilkinson from he's, a, um, he, he's uh he's like one of the um he's from Tiny Capital. He used to run a design. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a really sharp dude. I really like him too. So, um, no, I, I think they bought out of the sandbox, I believe. So, yeah, I knew someone bought them. I just didn't know who it was. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? Why don't we talk to, uh, oh, shit. What's his name from Locksmith? Those oh, guys. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Isaac. Isaac and Isaac and his, his husband are the salt of the earth, nicest people. Their whole team is lovely. Um, their power Whatever you can set up, you should reach them. out to them. You should reach out to them. I will. I'd love to set, yeah. set that up and then we can get a conversation going. Yeah, they were, oh my God, they're so much fun, those guys. Um, yeah, I had a good, a good chat with them at Unite a couple of years ago. So did I. I like sat and drank with them for hours. It's so funny that we probably had met at the time and we didn't know that we met. Probably. Like, did you, you went to the after party, right? The party yeah. at the docks there. Okay, so that venue, I've seen some really cool bands there. Um, but yeah, no, that, like, honestly, I was like, oh, fucking loud music and shitty rap music. I don't want to listen to it. So I went outside <laughs> and I sat with those guys. And actually the whole time, that whole night, we were hanging out with those guys. And it was a oh. super fun time. Did yeah. you ride the mechanical bull? No, I didn't. No, I should didn't. I, yeah. I should have. I was going just... to, um, but I was too drunk for that. Yeah, I was. Uh, I got. I got. I got pretty drunk, and then I was. Uh, I brought my own little uh, little joints. So I was like smoking weed on the side over there. Fucking yeah. Canada! No one gives a shit. And I was just like, I was like chilling. I was like just observing. I was like people watching, and I was like, I think it's time for me to ride my bike back to my hotel. <laughs> I I feel like I saw you off to the side smoking weed, and was like, wow, that guy's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> probably. Probably. Yeah, yeah I I, and then Toronto I remember like awesome. six of us. Oh, Toronto's amazing. Um, I would never live there, but visiting, like, I yeah. go, it's only two hours from here. Like, I go, we, well, not now, but uh, we used to go all the time. Like, we yeah. go for my birthday every year. We'd get like a four star hotel and then just fucking, yeah, party. I love it. And by party, I mean drink beer and fall asleep, but <laughs> be adults. <laughs> I've done that since I was like 17 yeah exactly. actually no not even 17 but yeah no it's like i think i think we should do something in toronto because i'm sad unite was canceled this year actually that's something i was super bummed out about yeah yeah was unite that yeah. fucking 
oh I cried I didn't cry about it but I yeah. internally cried about it it was it was the location was going to be so cool you guys were going to come up yeah um yeah unfortunate heartbreak. but heartbreak I hope yeah. they I hope they keep doing it in Toronto I don't know what their plan is there though uh, I think it's all going virtual for for the time being to be honest that's lame I know it kind of I do that every by. day I know be people I, know. I can't believe I'm saying that I'm an introvert <laughs> yeah but you know that's at the same time like those are the kind of things that sometimes you're just like oh I just want to be outside for a little bit at least like give well me an and, hour and people. I did like I did so much at Unite last year in terms of like the different workshops I did and, and may not have got value at the time out of them but now in hindsight I've seen value from them um yeah exactly like the, the just some of the developer stuff and, and even just like the feature workshops and like agency scaling because I was at another agency at the time and just yeah um yeah I'm, I'm bummed about Unite oh well it'll come it is again. what it is it is what it is you know corona is what corona is I know and Fucking it's a sucks, bitch but yeah it is what it is, but awesome. Well, uh, right. this is really cool. So I'm, I'm pumped for this to come out. I'm going to probably post this sometime next Friday. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Thanks, Mallory. And I'll uh, chat with you soon at our, at our work, uh, work Slack. <laughs> yeah, we'll go back to work now. Back to work. <laughs> All right. Alrighty. Have a great day, Mallory. Thanks, dude. Peace. Bye.